Muay Thai world champion, now transitioning over to mixed martial arts, Dakota. Ditchfa, thank you so much for joining me. How's life right now in uh, your neck of the woods? Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we're getting back to normality a little bit more now, so back to training, everything's everything's good. That's good. Uh, now, uh, I wanted to get your reaction because uh, it's kind of something that came up yesterday or today. Uh, Paige Van Zandt, she left the UFC and she signed a multi-million dollar deal with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. What do you think about that transition? Oh, wow. Um, I hadn't actually heard that yet, but that's crazy. I've heard in the past, really, she's had a few problems in the UFC, hasn't she? Just the way she's handled a few things. So I'm not really shocked that she's she's moved away from them, but to see that she's gone into Bare Knuckle is, is a big move. Yeah, brave. Yeah, how brave is that? To me, it's like... <laughs> unbelievable to be honest with you like you go from you know you're not even going to like bigger gloves it, you're you're going to just bare fists where it can really mess your face up terribly you know what i mean you could get cut up really bad uh i don't know it's it's confusing in my opinion yeah to me too to be honest because obviously she's she's quite a pretty girl she's made a lot of money through her modeling shoots and things like that so to see her going down that path now is a little bit like confusing as, as you said but um I mean, we're just, I don't know what our plans, obviously our plans are different to what everyone thought, so we'll just see, see how it goes. All right, all right, well, hopefully, would you ever do that? No, I'm not sure I'd go that far, I'd probably say no for now, I mean, in the, in the future it might change, but it's a no for me. <laughs> all right, all right, well, um, you know, with uh, the world the way it is right now, like you said, you're getting back to normal, but when, when the COVID outbreak hit, and, and I know the UK was, had like very strict protocol for for training and everything going on you know how much did it affect you outside of training at least yeah I mean it just affected me as a whole obviously my whole life was just in the gym like that's that's my job basically I just fight and train all the time so to have that taken away from me was a bit crazy like I felt a little bit lost um, I was just at home I wasn't able to go to the gym because they all was completely short we weren't really allowed out so it was it was a big a big shock to me um but i'm just happy to be back back doing it now how long have you been back to training um i've been over over a month now i've been back and um, doing just the odd sessions and things like that nothing crazy but uh, it's starting to pick up now i'm obviously fighting next weekend so um things are getting back to normal there's going to be no crowd there's still not as many bodies in the gym for us to train with and things like that but um it's slowly getting there now while you were I guess locked down. You know, did you go turn to your mother and say like we need to train together, or have you always been training with your mom? Yeah, I always train with my mom. Obviously, she's got our gym is her gym is around the corner to us, but um, that shut down, so it was kind of like we had the garden done, we had the astroturf done, just so that we could get the training done in the uh, in in the garden. But um, mm -hmm. it it was yeah, I did turn to her, but at the same time, she was still working. She works as a police officer so it was difficult for me to to grab her all the time when she's still full-time it was just kind of me at home all the time on my own so I was just trying to get whatever I could on my own okay okay now um you know the transition from Muay Thai to MMA when and why did you decide to make that move um the USC was obviously something I've always looked at that was always where I wanted to end up. Um, so the, the transition over to MMA was what I needed to do. Um, 
but I've always fancied like doing the groundwork and things like that, doing jujitsu. Um, just really, at the time, I never myself, I never really knew where to go and stuff like that. So to have a few like people say to me, "Oh, move move over to this," you know, it's progressing more. Felt like I was at a point in Thai boxing where I was stuck a little bit, didn't really know where I was heading. So when people said, you know, now's maybe your time to try it a little bit, that's when I started to to see where that went, and I'm in love with it now. It's really good. How is it uh, picking up the other aspects of MMA, like the wrestling and, and the jiu-jitsu? It's tough. I mean, it's, take, it's still taking me time now to, to you know, get used to all that. Um, going from just stand-up completely, not worrying about anybody taking you down. As soon as, like, you go down on the floor, the ref stops it and you get back up. Whereas, like, now it's a whole different ball game. Like, you've got no time to stop. Another thing as well is, like, you don't get an eight count as well in, in um, MMA, so... You know, you don't get a chance to just, like, stop for a second and then go again. It's like if you stop, the whole fight's over. So it was um, it was a big change for me, but I've enjoyed it. I feel like MMA, the, the style in MMA suits me a little bit more than it does tie boxing. Um, when I did tie boxing, it was always dead slow, and I was always a fast-paced fighter anyway. I think that's why I was quite popular. I was quite exciting. So K1 style kind of suited me a little bit better anyway. So moving over to MMA, I just think it, it suits me even more. What have been the biggest obstacles for you in training? Um, I don't, I don't know really. Like obviously, learning something from scratch was, it's going to be hard anyway. But I think the transition from ground to stand up is, or from stand up to ground, is mm. the bit I'm struggling most with. Like. You can be good at jiu-jitsu, staying on the floor. You can be good at stand-up. But then getting that transition is like something I'm really struggling with at the moment, just getting that, just working that out. So I'd probably say that's probably where I'm struggling most. Now, when you look at the mirror, where do you feel like you've progressed the most, like real quickly, like you've picked it up more naturally? Yeah, definitely. Um, the the, the jiu-jitsu, I think, is something I've picked up dead quickly. Um, I think just... Having it in me as well from a mom, I'm just able to pick pick different different things up like that. So I'd say that's where I've I've taught most to. Do you like attacking the limbs, or are you more of like a person that likes to attack the neck? Um, I'm not really sure to be honest. I'm just quite I'm I'm better on my, on the top than I am on the bottom mm -hmm. when it comes to jujitsu. I'm I'm more aggressive, so I'm better when I push forward rather than defending. So. All right. Now, with the, with the team that you have, I, I see that you've been working at Aspire. Do you work at other spots? Do you go to other gyms? Um, no, just for MMAs, I'm based there. And then for my stand-up and things like that, I'm still at my own boxing gym. So are you working closely with, with the head coach? Who are your coaches exactly over there at Aspire? Yeah, so my, my two coaches at Aspire, or three, would be um, Phil Turner, Dean Garnet, and also Aaron Robinson as well. So they're like the three the three coaches I've got down there. And then I work up here with my mum, Lisa Howarth, and my brother as well, Cody Richard. So that's like my team that I work with. Well, Dean Garnett, you know, he's he's had, you know, a, a past of working with phenoms because he has one of the biggest phenoms in MMA, Mohamed Makaev, in, 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 you know, in, under his tutelage. So uh, have you gotten a train with him in the past? Yeah, I mean, I don't partner up with him. We're on different mm. levels. He's a lot higher with me, but yeah, we train in the same. We train at the same time, same class. So yeah, we we like training partners. So when you see him in and kind of like the success that he's gotten through Aspire, you know, does that give you a lot of confidence in in the path that you're taking right now? 
Yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. I mean, not in, not even just Mo, like the talent that they've got in that gym, and you know, is is unbelievable. That the young the young athletes that are going to come out of there is going to be massive. So you know, it's just nice to be to look around and, and feel confident that you know you're around a really good team. You said earlier that you have a fight coming up. Where exactly are you fighting? Um, obviously, with the lockdown rules and things like that, they haven't actually given us a location yet. They don't want to hand it out until the last second in case everyone turns up because it's going to be no crowd. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be around Manchester, Liverpool way. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be down down my end. Okay, is it is it still amateur or are you turning pro? No, I'm still amateur at the moment. So I've had three three amateur. This will be my fourth now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm planning on staying amateur for a for a while if, if I can get the opponents. Um, just taking my time really. Just don't see no rush at the moment to turn oh, that's pro. That's good. Yeah, gather that experience. And do you do you see yourself going to the IMA World Championships or anything like that? That was something that I really wanted to do, yeah. But they, because I have um, a professional record in Thai boxing, they're not letting me do that. So I'm not allowed to fight in there at the moment. So that's kind of gone out the window. But um, yeah, I'm just going to try and stay busy with maybe some international fights and things like that, and just see what I can what I can do. So what is the the timeline for you? You know, do you want to just stay amateur for the next two years, three years, or? Do you have how many fights you want to fight as an amateur? Is that something that you have in your mind? Um, no, I think we were discussing about going pro maybe towards the end of next year or something, just because we are struggling with opponents at the moment. Like, um, obviously, as soon as people search my name, I've got this big high boxing record, so I don't get away from anything. Mm. Um, so I am struggling a little bit, but as, as long as we can get the opponents, we'll stay amateur. When, when we start to literally struggle completely, then we'll we'll just take that step and we'll be ready for it when we do. Yeah, that that's the problem with the internet. The internet, yeah. it can be, you know, a hinder for some people with like yourself that have a record in, you know, in, in world titles and stuff like that. So I guess uh, you just got to take the opponents while they come. Now with, um, with I want to go back to talking about your mom, you know what I mean? Like her impact on your career. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive really. I mean, like I used to say when I was younger, I got, I got everything I had from here, basically. Mm -hmm. And our styles are so similar as well. Um, when I first come into, when I first came back, obviously I did it when I was younger. It was something actually my mum never wanted me to do. She didn't really want me to fight. She'd been there. She knows how tough it is. She knows how hard it is. Um, so when I came back to it when I was 13, it was like everyone knew straight away who I was. I was Lisa Howard's daughter. Um, so I always had like a little bit of a, a head start, I would say, just because of her big name. But you, you've lived up to the to, to the hype, so to say, right? I've tried, yeah, yeah. We did, we, we did joke once. We did joke once, and we said like at first it was like this is Lisa Howard's daughter, and then as I started to live up to my name a little bit, it was like oh this is Dakota Ditchford's mom, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so the roles kind of changed, and we used to say like you know you've got you've you've got your own name now, like you've uh, you've stepped up to the mark and you've done mm. really well. You know, one last thing before I let you go, like some of the biggest influences for you in MMA, you know, you know, when I look at you and your background, I, I look at someone that's right there at the top right now, which would be someone like Shevchenko, you know, like, do you see yourself kind of mirroring that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, fighting and then entering the UFC and then just basically taking over? 
Yeah, definitely. That's probably the person I look up to most at the moment is Shevchenko. And she kind of started like I did. She was in Thai boxing before. She did the same championships I did, the Ithmas. So um, she's kind of done the same route. And obviously she's at the top now. It's kind of just the exact same path that I, I want to go to 